Wait, what do you mean you can't remember? Have you met wine? Aaron, he does that. Oh, meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to CJ Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast, and we discuss episodes of the Australian soap opera Neighbours that have just aired on Australian screens, currently a month ahead. We're about to drop down to four episodes a week to start the official catch up. Hashtag Neighbours Catch Up. I am Vaya. I am in Melbourne's PirateNet Studios. I have trouble suspending disbelief. I have Catherine Jones, better known as CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Hello. Hi, everyone. And I have better known as Remude on Twitter. It's Kate. Hi, everybody. What a good week of Neighbours we've had. Cracker. Absolute cracker. It's classic Neighbours, really, isn't it? I normally re-watch Neighbours you know, right before we record. And I wasn't able to do that this week because it was too emotional. I, like I didn't want to rewatch it. And I don't think I have felt that way since Sonia died. That's that's a big call. Yeah, it was a meaty week. And as Toadie says, you can't reheat old meat. You just can't. Um, we, this is a special, very special Neighbours. We've connected via the Hive, Ned's actual laptop. It's yeah, That's how you connect. And we have beamed in our patrons. So they are watching this recording and but we're just going to pretend it's chill vibes and they're not there otherwise I'll get nervous and I'll knock things over but I've put a plant next to me I've, I've dressed up the set I've gone to Sonia's nursery and who was working that day Vaya? Was, um was Susan the principal there or the paralegal yeah there's there's no staff it's just people doing favors for Toadie why doesn't <laughs> the nursery have staff I, I'm genuinely asking that well I was wondering this week, I was actually thinking, what does Mackenzie do for a job? And then it just occurred to me then, oh, yeah, she works for Toadie. But she's got a hell of a lot of free time and I'm sure she's got some free rent coming from Toadie. Couldn't she pull a Saturday morning shift at the nursery? I actually thought that too. Yeah, instead of rent, go work at my other business. <laughs> mm. But also, if I go to a nursery, I expect to see speak to someone with some horticultural knowledge as well because odds on I'll have a question that I want an expert answer for, not the school principal who'll go, oh, yeah, well, the roses are going well in my garden at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, let's move on to the Neighbours Council business. Yeah, Sweetie, it's just business. Now, Kate, you have a sad announcement. I do. So actress Mary Ward, who was on Neighbours as Mrs Granger, who actually played Jane's potential mother-in-law back in 1989, she was the, the mother of Jane's American fiancé, um, she died at the age of 106. That is an incredible innings. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. A lot more people would know her as playing mum on Prisoner, who was a, like a well-loved role on there. And yeah, just, wow, what a life. 106. That's amazing. And what was Mrs. Granger's character? She was posh and she warned off Jane from um, marrying Mark because she didn't think Jane was um, up to her standard. And I have to say thank you to new members in our Facebook group, Neighbours Council. Liz, who listens to Neighbours while working from home, classic. And Karina from Scotland, who listens on lunch breaks. And CJ, speaking of work from home, you are working from home in a new job tomorrow. Congratulations. Yes, I have a permit to go in and pick up my computer. So that will be exciting. I have to go to the city. And then I'll be working from home for Aiden Hills Hospital. 
Private hospital. Excellent. Looking forward to insights. And if you want trimmings, a segment that we cut out of this podcast that actually the patrons are listening to right now. So this is that's going to mess with my head. But whatever. Trimmings from this podcast are available for most episodes. Uh, Patreon.com slash NeighborsPod. This episode we are going to be discussing short filmmaking. Because you're doing business with you. Okay, gang. This is the week commencing. Monday, the 19th of July, 2021. The Marquee storyline. Where'd you go, Nicolette? Literary reference. It all came to a head, surprising me, because I thought it was going to all come to a head after the baby was born or like while the baby was born. Mm. But she's still pregnant and she gone. <laughs> she's gone. I was, I was the same. I thought this will be like, you know, she'll have the baby, she'll see them holding the baby and she'll be like <gasps> maternal pangs and then she'll just like run with the baby at that stage. I expected the same thing, but this is actually so much more powerful because there's nothing that anyone can do. It's in her. Yeah. <laughs> she's its house. Mm. And she's been removed from the credits as well. This was a massive shock and people were in a tears about it because it was not a usual credit removal. Or actually, the only other time it may have happened was with Cassius when Cassius joined the credits, but he was like a long-term, long-game red herring. Yeah. Or like not a red herring, the opposite, actual culprit. (laughs) The act of putting him in the credits made him a red herring. She's been replaced so quickly by Leo. And it was bang from the Wednesday evening Mm. cliffhanger. Where did she go? Bang. Thursday, she's not in the credits with Chloe. Leo is sitting in her place. Is removing her from the credits trying to red herring us? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they love to troll us. They love to. What I'm thinking is that, like, the baby might just arrive back, maybe with Nicolette or without Nicolette, and just, like, her her saying, like, I've had the baby but I'm not coming back, and, like, here it is. When you when you said without her, I just pictured Saurist, like rapid aged as Harlow, just getting on a flight, coming in. Hey, hey, cool cats, it's Isla. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking that like she'd be like in a Moses basket and she'd just mm. be found floating, like in Lassiter's lakes, out of the reeds, just kind of appearing, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's a miracle." And then there's Nicolette, Nicolette in the reeds. Now the other question. Jen, one of our patrons, raised is, I thought Leo was only on for like less than a year. Mm. So what's the contract situation that's going on here? Well, I think you can be on the credits if you're going to be there for a year. Oh, yeah. Like, let's say it's 10 months. Like, he slept with his mother-in-law, his stepmom already. So, like, you can be on the credits. (laughs) He's a a heritage returning character. Let's show him a bit of respect. (laughs) After this week, that's rich, but okay. He's behaving for it. To rage. To rage. Okay, that's, I want to talk about how I'm ripped off with his drunken performance from this week. It was lacking a little edge yeah. from what we're used to. I've got it here, actually. Let's let's remember drunk Leo. Yes, please. Please, Therese, I love Leo, you. Leo, calm down. Stop yelling. I just hope he didn't take us laughing at his drunk acting to heart because that was truly a highlight of his character and he should have, like, just embraced it this time around and yeah. gone, Chloe. Like Millsy, yeah. you know, like just fully lean in, go the full ass, don't half-ass it. Yeah, we. I missed it. I missed I took it for granted and I missed it. So um, let's walk it back. Monday, we'll do a shallow paddle across the week. Chloe's been feeling nervy about her engagement to Nicolette, which, mate, you don't have to say yes. It's not improvisational theatre. 
just because she's given you the offer, Chloe, you don't have to yes and her and go, all right, we're married, we're engaged. Okay, let's go. Like, you've got choices. Yeah, look, it's it's terrible. She has been, look, I feel for her in that she's been put on the spot twice now, you know, first with the, the proposal and then second with the ridiculous surprise engagement party. Like, who does that? Like, for like a really flaky couple as well. Well, as I've mentioned before, Plain Jane's trying to make up years of lost ground and she's trying to do it all with functions all in a row. I agree, but also David, I think, well, at least Aaron, I can't remember if David did, but they asked Chloe not to enter a relationship with their surrogate mother. And I mean, now they want to dictate terms of their surrogacy. Now. I totally agree. But when, when they sort of, you know, hooked up, so to speak, they asked Chloe not to pursue a relationship until the baby was born, I think. And I think that because she didn't, she should have said yes and just stuck it out until the baby was born. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's particularly scummy that she's caused this ruckus before the baby's born. Mm. Ruckus is the perfect word. It was exactly a ruckus. It's, oh, man, what a what a mess, though, Vaya. Oh, Mr. Hart, what a mess! <sighs> 90s advertising throwback. And it's just, at one point, Chloe says to David, I'm sorry my um, feelings uh, weren't in position to you or something, and I'm like, his baby is missing. And it, mm. lo- re- it really looks like he will never see that child. Like, at this point, I, like, as watchers of Neighbours, we know that, he probably will but like I couldn't think why any of those characters would be in the mind frame that they think he will see the child he will it looks like he'll never meet his child and Mm. Chloe's all like oh I was I was feeling rushed and it's like well you moved your girlfriend in after four days yeah like maybe stop like your mother-in-law lives with you there was some red flags Chloe red flags all over the place so what does she do she gets neighbors'd she goes to work to her job at a winery, W-H-I-N-E-R-Y, and Leo, in the a.m., I think it's morning, he cracks the wine open and she's like, what are you doing? It's early. Oh, t- too early for red wine, surely. Like, there's a oh. And Leo goes, what? You know, this is the job, drinking wine. Isn't the, isn't the job making and selling wine, which I don't think they're doing either of? They're, they're having events. you fake ones. <laughs> Fake events. Chloe's the head of fake events at that joint. <laughs> and that's why they had a um, an 18-year-old um, head chef because they were pretend events. Oh, God. making invisible food like in the movie Hook. <laughs> Tim says, does this mean we'll never get to meet Nicolette's dad? I think that does mean that. Oh, we got a shout-out to him on Friday, though. She mentioned him, that she'd rung him up. Oh, Jane mentioned she'd rung him up. Yeah, because they had a phone tree going to try and find her. Well, Remember that Jane's still on the street, so he Vic is still connected to Jane, and so is Byron, Jane's other son, so we might meet him. Hang on, what? Jane has another son? Well, I've heard reference to three children before for Jane, and when they were doing the phone tree to find ring all the rellos to find out if anyone's seen her, Jane hangs up the phone and says, well, Byron hasn't seen her, and then Chloe's like, oh, how is your, her brother? <laughs> so, so Jane is still being a deadbeat mum to her other, her other children? She can only focus on one child at a time, are we to understand? Presumably they're all adults and they're not all fleecing dying men for all their worth. Yeah, but Nicolette hated hated her with such a passion. The other two must hate her as well. Olivia says Byron Bay. <laughs> I, I already love him. I love him. Get him in. I hope he's plain Jane Jr. 
let's I want to talk for a minute about winery geography because there's been a lot of back and forth like sometimes people are getting Ubers to the winery Chloe then later was like I'm gonna quit it's too far from home and so I asked my favorite wino friend Charisma like which winery do we think they would be going to on that side of town close to Nunawading, Vermont South like Erinsborough and she put forward if you go into the Yarra Valley where a lot of the popular wineries are, you probably want to allow 40 to 45 minutes. Or if it's one around the Warrandyte area, um, then that's probably more 20 to 25 minutes. So it's not a huge commute, depending. Like, let's give them at least half an hour, assuming yeah. it's a winery at least half an hour away. And I think we've all forgotten that after her divorce, Chloe's got to be a multimillionaire. Surely she can afford to... Mm call an uber or a taxi or something to drive her she could have hired a personal driver yeah to just do that commute for her every day if, if only the um home james service still existed i love that idea home james who were the home james drivers did we ever meet uh, them well helen ran it i'm pretty sure she did a spot of driving as well but yeah no look i have to have someone who can remember the early days better than me gorgeous but even like Kate said she must be a multi-millionaire like it feels like at this time in her life while her girlfriend's pregnant and she's struggling with it why would she even take a job like I know that it's like her dream job but you know what would be her dream job like owning an event venue like she's got so much money she doesn't actually have to work for someone yeah she could have said hey Leo you don't know what you're doing here I'll just buy it from you I'll hire you (laughs) and I'll just We'll just put pause and we'll launch this baby in two months when I can be back in the office. Yeah. We follow Instagram influencers who are poorer than her and they seem to spend half their life on holiday in warmer parts of Australia. Why isn't she doing that? Yeah. Why wouldn't Chloe, of all people, she travelled most of her life. Why would she be, like, even working at Lasseter's to begin with? But I think, like, you know, that whole thing about, like, when someone wins Tats Lotto that – they will like use all the money because no one keeps working. Like that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. no one really keeps working for someone. But I think Chloe's always been someone who wants to work and she's career is a big part of her identity. So she's not going to be willingly on home duties. Bit of, bit of cash for millionaire chat. Yeah, I think she'd be more entrepreneurial. Like I don't mean not working. I mean not working for someone. Yeah, like what I want to do. Neighbours full time. Yeah. Like why isn't she why hasn't she just taken Carl's podcast, for instance? Question to you girls about Nicolette back at the engagement party where she's like, I might not even go back to the cafe. I'm just gonna be um a stay at home mum. I'm like, Ooh. but you haven't had theoretically your kid yet. Like this is someone else's kid. Yeah. Quote unquote. So are you just gonna wait around? Just browse sperm donors or something? I mean, I guess once you've hooked a multi-millionaire spouse, it's, there you go. I'm like, the gravy train's coming into the station for Nicolette. Well, it was. Maybe that's the key to why Nicolette wanted to rush so fast. Maybe it's the money. Mm. Well, it's always been about the money for Nick. She, you know, when she tried to fleece that dying man. Mm -hmm. And and the sex as well. I mean, she's on for it any given moment. And Chloe's like, not tonight, hun, not tonight. (laughs) Um, So at this winery day drinking, Leo has a little confession. I don't want to be just your friend. I want more than that. What? Nicolette doesn't make you happy. And I know I can, but I get you, Chloe. And we're good together. Really good. Why wouldn't you? I mean, she's hot. You can't deny that. And he's desperate. For some reason. Did you 
I was worried, wondering about this because I thought, is this part of that flimsy plan that he came up with with his dad and Pierce mm. to pretend to fall for her or is he actually catching feelings? No, I think he has actually. I was going to say the horn, but no, I think he, ha- he has got feelings and I just think, oh, he really is, you know, at times the saddest bitch in Aaron's Borough. Oh, really? Are we rolling it in or are you saying sometimes? Oh, I don't know. No, that's sometimes. Probably, you know, look, maybe kind of now, I don't know, but we are talking about the man who like was a bee's dick away from rooting his sister. Yeah, oh yeah. And then actually did root his actual now stepmother as well. Like, Leo, there's, you're an attractive man. You're a charismatic man. You own a winery now. Branch out. Don't be a potential date rapist, which is what we're led to believe. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> in the week. So this is the big, the fuse is lit at the start of the week. Chloe and Leo are on the source. Chloe's like, oh, I'm going to have to get a ride home, but I don't want to go into Nicolette's bedroom. So she calls her brother. She's like, can you guys cover for me? I'll stay at your house. Oh, I'm saying I'm staying, whatever. Uh, she shouldn't have involved Darren. Because no. they can't lie to save themselves. She's a billionaire. Go and stay at the hotel in the affair suite. Yeah, take Leo. Make a week of it. <laughs> like, I, I just thought it was terrible. Like, just go home to your fiancé and, and be drunk. Like, how, yeah. how upset can she be? Just say it was, it, was, it was a Greek wedding and I had to give a toast to, for, to every uncle there. That would have been so funny to have a bit of foley when she's calling Darren going, smash, smash plates, like, can't talk right now, guys, hey, oppa. Smash, smash. Leo's in the background. A couple of days. Oh, man. And... Like it, it was, it was also very weird to talk about, like to like listen to them talking about how there's this huge event, and I'm like, oh, weddings aren't on, man. Like this is lockdown. No. But I thought it was really weird that there was a camera that Nicolette had access to. But like also, like if that is true, and we're going to get to that obviously. But if that is true, like Chloe, have your lies much better ordered? Like if you can be watched, mm. why wouldn't you? You know, she could have opened with as well. I got assaulted. Yes. <laughs> Feel sorry for me. Yeah. That's like, remember remember the good old days when the, the young teens were talking about enthusiastic consent mm. and we were like, oh, the kids have changed. This is, this is wonderful. And now it's all about the, I don't know if he had sex with me or not. You're like, what? It was very Australian Parliament House vibes. Mm. She woke up naked wearing Leo's jacket. In an office. And she's like, mm. We must have had sex. No, what? That's awful. That's actually, it is sexual. You know, like she obviously was not capable of giving consent. And so it was an office, but this is also her boss. Mm, Yeah. It's just, it's in very poor taste to do that storyline. And then he disappears and doesn't get in contact with her. So she's just rattling around on her own trying Mm. to put the pieces together. And you kind of feel like maybe he's just, he's like, oh, you don't remember we had sex? Oh, okay. (laughs) Of course we didn't have sex. I can list at least six or seven SVU episodes that touch on what Chloe experienced. There's an amazing one with Ariel Winter where she tries to retrace all her steps from the night before. It's really powerful. That's what Chloe (laughs) should have been doing. Um, We need to, CJ touched on it, time-lapse cameras ex machina. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a flimsy setup. That was so weird. So Nicolette's editing footage for Jane's um, movie 
And then suddenly she's, what, editing hours of CC footage from the winery? I don't understand. Why don't you just go, well, this is clearly not the right thing. Let me put it on, um, you know, like 20 speed to get through this quickly. And But also it was the right thing because Jane intentionally took Clive, they went to the winery with a picnic basket to enjoy a picnic and set up a camera there to time-lapse. She either had a time-lapse camera or just left her iPhone there on time-lapse mode to capture footage. But it was also shit footage. It wasn't a picturesque part of the winery. It was the driveway. Yeah. So all of the footage was the cars parked there with a vista in the background. You'd wonder if Nicolette might have a bit of PTSD from the winery anyway after her last, um, the last time she was there when she got lost in the grapevines. In a straight line. That was very strange. So I totally missed that part. I thought she just like hacked into the mainframe and was like watching the security camera. That it was a fun. security camera shot, wasn't it? Yeah. Why didn't Jane go and say hi to her daughter-in-law-to-be when she was there? I also think they could have achieved this by actually just being upfront. And if she'd said to Nicolette, hey, I'm going to ask Chloe to take my camera down and leave it there and just be open about it and go, I want some picturesque shots hey, Chloe, can you just take this, leave it there for me? Oh, yeah, no problem. And then everyone forgets until Nicolette's mining through the footage. And I did actually buy that you would just ask your your daughter who's laid up on maternity leave with nothing better to do, can you watch a YouTube video, learn how to edit and then do this for me? Like that's totally – I totally bought that. It was just the actual planting of the cameras that required my suspension of disbelief that I do not bring to the party. But what does she see, girls? Oh, she sees um, Chloe and Leo kind of wandering off with a bottle of wine into the grapevines. To It looked a little bit picnic at Hanging Rock at that point. Yeah. They wandered off, never to be seen again. I love the way that um, Chloe's character walked, like it was riding character, like the way she was like um, doing sort of funny walk and it would have been exactly how her character would act after a few drinks, mm. you know, doing something silly. But what, what do you reckon? It was kind of euphemistically off to, to crush some grapes. Something like that or dance or something. And like she was pretending, oh, we're at an event like and, and mm. dancing or something. And more importantly, yes, they went off to drink, but their cars were there all night. And Nicolette was under the impression that Chloe had gone and slept at Darren's. There was an excellent shot close up of the time code on the video that said like 5.30 a.m. and their cars are still there. I'm sure that could have been achieved without having to sit through 13 hours of tedious footage, that poor woman. <laughs> so they're busted, Leo and Chloe, and we don't know what they're busted doing. Well, either he rapes her or not, one of the, yeah. <laughs> Fun hijinks on Ramsey Street. <laughs> Was it sexual assault or not? Welcome to Australian politics. Chloe opens, opens Tuesday with the confrontation with Nicolette. And she says, where were you? I, I saw your cars at the winery. What's happening? And she just goes, I think I slept with Leo. Do not lead with that. Yeah. Do not lead with that. I don't care how well-meaning. Like, if you don't think it's true. No, no, just go, look, I was super drunk and I fell asleep on the couch. Even just, I passed out. I passed out. Mm. Also, she has already lied to Nicolette multiple times. Why does she need to pick now to be so honest? Mm. She already lied by saying, yes, I will marry you. Yeah, and I've got no problems and I'm not feeling stressed and everything's great. Mm. (laughs) They were all lies too. And they were as big a lies, well, they were bigger lies than I'm going to sleep on Darren's couch. But now she must be so honest, which is just like, like I'm infuriated by it. Mm. Like, I don't blame Nicolette for what she does later on, 
but because it, it was horrendous the way that you know we're going to talk yeah. about my yeah. favorite person and what he did mm-hmm. to her um but i i just feel like darren i don't blame them and i don't blame nicolette but like the other people involved are just they've injected themselves into this shoddy arrangement anyway but are just playing with people's futures and not caring and david and aaron put themselves at the helm of other people's relationships and then get angry when they get told to lie and cover up. And then, so then they find out that, Oh, I think I slept with Leo. And they're like, what? And then running around like headless chickens trying to do damage control, but not knowing how. Where was Leo in the end? Did anyone find out? Good question. His hair looked really good. (laughs) And I think he might've gone and got it done. Like it had a lot of body and a lot of little cowlings throughout his hair. Because, so. CJ, you spend a good hour or so. How, what's an average hair, hair salon session for you in a normal day? Uh, like eight hours. <laughs> yeah. So Leo went and had the CJ special. Mm. He, he, got a, he got a hair mask. He went, he went rainbow, then he went back to black. <laughs> yeah. He was there for 16 hours. <laughs> That's a Gilmore Girls plot too. I always mention that. But like when Lane dyed her hair purple and then freaked out that her mum would get her in trouble, so she dyed it back to black. <laughs> It was blonde or purple. Yeah, it went back to black. Um, there was a scene I really loved from the Tuesday. It was a very rare, really poignant scene between Jane and Chloe where Chloe was like really rattled because she thought she, you know, slept with Leo. And Jane's like, oh, Chloe, you're emotional because you're thinking about your dead mother. Oh, I'm a mother. Talk to me. Lean on me. And I'm like, this is really sweet, but you've misread this, Jane. <laughs> but, like, I really felt for her empathy there. Like, oh, you poor lamb. Talk to Annie Jane. Jane, look, I love Jane. She's beautiful and she doesn't deserve to be involved in all these Nicolette storylines, I reckon. We mentioned a few times on this podcast that Nicolette won't leave because her mum's there and you wouldn't want, like, that would just be so awkward for her mum to be sitting there after, you know, Nicolette's run away with the baby. And there was a few scenes when basically everyone's looking around at each other and then kind of everyone looks at Jane like, why are you still here? Like, but also now she's Chloe's fun older housemate. Mm. Like it's just Jane and Chloe in that house. Going to be all right. Well, who's on kitchen duty tonight? I guess Jane is getting a, a Clive Clive storyline as well. And Ish. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she's got the school. Like she, this, it's justified to have her around. Mm. But I think Nicolette will write off Jane as well. Which is really sad because they were connecting by mm. the end. Mm. Um, now, the big episode of the week was the Wednesday, the fallout. The atomic bombs landed. Then there's the nuclear fallout. The first confrontation we have is Chloe and Nicolette. You slept with Leo? I'm not sure. I can't. We had a lot to drink and I can't really remember. How could you not be sure? How long has this been going on? No, nothing's going on. Or is this just another I'm not sure situation? It's not like that. It's easy to talk to him about how I'm feeling. About you and me. I was worried about how quickly things were moving with us. I proposed to you and you said yes. I've never been happier. And then you go and spend the night with someone else. Oh, it's like, I'm sorry, Nicolette, the, the whole basis of your relationship was appalling. Like, you know, you, you broke up her, well, facilitated in the breaking up of Chloe's marriage. Yeah, then she got onto you on the rebound and, yeah, no, like it was, mm, it's a mess. So my reaction, now she became really, I don't want to say obsessive. Well, she was obsessive. They always painted her as obsessive towards Chloe. She probably did really genuinely love her, but it was extreme. Yes, she would have been upset and devastated if she thought Chloe had been unfaithful. But I reckon 
that wouldn't have driven her away. The extent to which she loves Chloe, I think genuinely Nicolette would have just gone, I'm willing to work through this. Let's go down to therapy. Who's the current counsellor on the show? Let's, well, not David, but <laughs> let's go talk to Carl. Let's air our grievances. Let's go talk to Maya, my special baby friend. It brings me tea and we can work through this because I love you and I'm obsessed with you. And then Chloe would then have to awkwardly go, actually. <laughs> I'm just not that into you. <laughs> yeah. um, I just didn't buy that Nicolette was ready to shut it all down instantly. Oh, actually, I think what Nicolette would have wanted to do is go to Beverly and get um, Chloe hypnotised. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think she would have run away either, but I think her reaction and her anger was possibly on cue, but the evolution of what happened over the week was all to do with other people. Um, so I think that every chance she – there was every chance that she would have done what you're thinking, Vaya, if other people hadn't gotten involved. Like Paul. Like Paul. Put a pin in him. The next scene, the next showdown is between Nick and Darren. She goes barreling over. She puts Chloe to the side, literally, physically, barrels over to the Brenaka house. And basically, I imagine she said, what the ever-loving fuck? Because she says, what the hell? And we'll hear some of this. This is one of the greatest monologues in recent Neighbours history, I think. This Nicolette monologue on Wednesday where she lays it all out for David and Aaron. What in the actual hell? Nick, wait. You should have told me. But you knew she was having doubts about me. We found out at the baby shower. But but we thought everything was all good when you got engaged. But then at the party, Chloe got a little stressed and we tried to talk her down. From breaking up with me at my own engagement party? Well, I should thank you. Hold on, Nick. We were trying to protect you. What, by lying to me? No, you were stressed. It's not good for the baby. There it is. It's about the baby. You don't actually care about me. That's not true. No, Chloe, Leo, the baby, that's all that matters to you. Please. I have spent months trying to convince you that you can trust me. And every time I've stuffed up, I have groveled back for your forgiveness because I thought we were a family. But all we care about is the baby. You don't give a toss about the mother. You only cared about the baby. You didn't give a toss about her mother. Yeah, no, no shit. Like, seriously, you, you went into this surrogacy agreement by saying, oh, yeah, I don't even want a child. I'll just be the cool aunt and you guys, it'll be your child. Like, because she was just trying to really sell the, the point of her being the surrogate and, like, not to have some random Canadian do it. And oh, She could have also then amended it to, you only cared about the baby. You didn't care about its auntie. <laughs> but that's the, that's the problem. For weeks we talked about the fact that, um, Darren keep pushing the mother role onto Nicolette, like by having the baby shower and just this, like this ever present obsessive, you know, we're just here for you, Nick, attitude. Yeah. When, do you want some tea? Yeah. Do you want some tea? That is their basically their theme. They they just want to give this woman tea constantly. Also, she works at a cafe now. No way would she not be doing her two two legally sanctioned espresso shots per day. Mm. Well, Avery just raised a good point in the um, comments here. So the, the rando mate from the, the birthing classes brought in like a whole big sack of tea, like herbal tea for her. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, mm, it's like an abortion tea, I bet. Like that's going to send her into labour. And um, yeah, no way would I ever drink that. And, but maybe that's the thing. Maybe she'll, yeah, go into early labour and, you know, have some sort of emergency where David has to deliver the baby. Kate, it's not as marketable as full salute. I'll give you that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'll tell you what, there's probably a greater demand. (laughs) CJ's the marketer. What do you reckon? Oh, no, I think it sounds very marketable. (laughs) I mean. It's called Baby Be Gone. (laughs) Um, I'm going to leverage off what Kate 
was just talking about with the tea. What if, what's this woman's name again? I've forgotten her name. Faye, you know it. Oh, Maya, because it's the same. It's the same as my name, nearly. Maya. Maya. Uh, what if Maya is like one of those like um, people that like cut the baby out and steal it? People. Yes. Yes, I love it. That's what Kate thought I was going to do when she started when she first did the first episode of Neighbours. Yeah, that's right. That's why I brought my husband along, just in case she was a real freaking weirdo. Also, your husband is the nicest person in the world, so he probably would have just said, "Look, just take the baby." He's my husband has two black belts. He could kick your asses. Okay, I swear. But he'd be nice about it. <laughs> I don't doubt that. He would be very nice about. He'd it. He'd tell me to put my feet up first. <laughs> but has anyone checked with Maya? Is she at Maya's house? Great question. Because um, Olivia in our Patreon chat as well says, well, what if she hasn't run away? What if she's been taken? Mm. I love this for her, for us watching this. There's another true crime podcast in that if she oh, has. Yeah, Carl. Has anyone? Get on it. Has anyone checked old Watson mine? <laughs> um, and cause especially because Maya said, I'm just doing this all on my own. Like mm. there's no one else in Maya's picture apart from this fictitious grandmother. That sounds right up Nicolette's alley, by the way, for someone she could fall in love with. Like, you know, somebody who's in a challenge, all that kind of stuff. She'd love that. Very small detail I need to point out in big Nicolette's big monologue. As an aside, Chloe interjects and Nicolette just goes, shut up. That was really biting. I felt that. I really felt that shut up. We don't get much shut up action like that. No, no. That's, that's probably like all their swears for <laughs> like this month. Mm. Nicolette should be using them. So, um... Aaron is rightfully very shut off at Chloe that she's put into danger his chance of becoming a father. He's raising some very good points about why didn't you just wait until the baby was born, which I think he, I think he's right in those things. But then he goes a bit, fights a bit dirty and um, goes, well, mum would be so disappointed in you. She was so happy when she died and blah, blah, blah. And you're, you're always a mess. And I'm like, mate, you need to stop there. She's not always a mess. You're, you're also a mess as well. Mr. Runs a gym out of a bloody shipping container, allegedly. The only example he could bring up was you will spend all that money and you had to pay mum back. I'm like, yeah, but she did. <laughs> she, she did. And she married a billionaire. Yeah. Right? She sold her body to pay mum back. Yeah. Real work. Exactly. That was, oh. And then what did mum do with that bloody money in the end? Oh. The most galling part of, like, you know, Chloe's prostitution was that the money was given to bloody tiles. Oh, my God. Remember that? That's right, to pay his legal defence. And nobody fights fair when they've got these kind of emotions. True. This is why you get a prenup when you still love someone. So, like, of course Aaron is going to say shit, like, that will kill Chloe. Of course he's going to. And he's even further removed because Nicolette's legally the mother, the biological mother. David is the biological father. Aaron's just some guy that also lives here. <laughs> he's got nothing. And how about his nasty line of, oh, you know, stringing Pierce along because you weren't sure whether you wanted to have a kid. I don't know, mate. She's actually got a pretty serious genetic condition that you're a, a carrier for as well. Like, you're disgusting. And people are only sympathetic when it physically comes up. It's like, no, this will be eating away at her literally every day. So, you know, have a think about that. But I just feel, it just, like, I feel sick. We have to now get to it. Who is yeah. the worst person? Yes. Now, two other big players in this story, Paul and Therese. I'm not even going to call her Therese this episode because I think she was a class act and I really agree with everything she said. Paul inserts himself into this narrative, CJ, as he has all along. Mm. 
So Paul, oh, you can't even. You can't I, even. I, like it, it was upsetting. It was so upsetting. So Paul, it's really upsetting. Paul pops around, and I, I'm unaware how much Paul knew at that point. I don't think he knew anything. Do you mean the point he comes to Nicolette's house? Yeah. Let's take it even further back when he finds out. What did he find out? He finds out about the possible affair and breakdown. He's whinging to Therese. Look, Paul is loyal though. Paul's like Team Leo right from the start. He wants to establish the battle lines and Therese pulls him up and says, excuse me, Nicolette's a victim in this. He's, he, you might not always think she's a victim. Yeah, but he's like, she's orchestrated everything. She's manipulated. And Therese is like, in this moment, mm-hmm. this woman is the victim. And anything else at the moment that's caused this has probably come from your family. So think about that. And the thing is, as Kate mentions, Paul is Team Leo all the time, but also, like, David is his son. I think he's Team Leo over Team David. I don't even think. I think he is. I think you're right. Yeah. And it, and this is his grandchild, so shouldn't he have some loyalty left for the rest of his family? And and a grandchild that is that is not legally tied yet to David and Aaron. Yeah. There's been no adoption handed over, you know, like this is – a grandchild that's not tied to them yet. And Paul has been worried about this from the beginning. So he is he's smart enough to realise that he should be treating Nicolette a certain way because she's holding all the cards. But what does he do instead, Catherine Jones? He heads over there, which, it, like, I've got no... I mean, I'm devastated that he has betrayed me <laughs> in this way by being so ridiculously terrible. So He was abusive. He was abusive. He went over and he said... You know, somebody has to tell you what's really going on here. The reason the boys lied to you is because they don't trust you. See, they knew that eventually you would stuff up. And this close to the baby being born, they had to keep quiet for fear of pushing you over the edge. They were simply protecting their child. You just can't stand the fact that I'm a part of this family. But you're not part of this family. After everything you did to the boys, I couldn't be happier that you're finally getting what you deserve. Leave. It was like the things that Aaron was saying to Chloe, but Nicolette is not his child, not his sister, not anything of his. Actually, she's his really good friend's daughter. So it's even disrespectful on that level to go, that's your friend's kid. I know. But also, like, I don't think he cares about that at all. No, he doesn't. But he should because they're supposed to be best mates. I know. Imagine if I came around and chewed out baby Lou. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, imagine. No, not good enough, me. I feel angry. (laughs) So he heads round and he tells her, you're not really part of our family. Like any little scab that she's got emotionally, he just tosses it off, basically. The way that it was shot must be Scott Major. There's no other definition for it. The way that it was shot was Nicolette was just slowly losing sort of, it was like her, you know, um, blood sugar (laughs) was was dropping. I actually do think she was having a breakdown yeah. in the middle of the week there. I think she – there was one point when, when they were talking to the police and they said there's no underlying mental health issues. I'm like, not that I've been diagnosed, there's not, but I think she's due for a diagnosis because she cracked. She really was str- struggling in that way. Yeah, and Avery's just mentioned that she seems – Jane's accepted that Paul just doesn't like Nick and that's fine, but, like, this, this was abusive and – it was abusing a vulnerable person, not just because of her state of mind in that moment, but she's heavily pregnant. Yeah. Like she's she's not – she's two people. Like he went and abused his grandchild as well. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I looked at that scene and put myself in her shoes and I thought I'd be getting myself and my baby as far away as possible from this man and his family. Mm. Which is precisely what she did. 
because yeah. in the very next day, where'd you go, Nicolette? Gone. She, they can't find her. There's no trace of her in the opening titles. <laughs> her clothes are gone. Her savings is gone. And David and Aaron are like, let's go to the cops. And everyone's like, well, she's gone willingly. So what are you going to tell the cops? And they go down to the cop shop. And Levi's there like, I don't know, guys. Like, I'll keep an ear out. <laughs> she, she's an adult. They're like, well, she talked to you those few times where you wouldn't let her close the coffee machine down. Well, maybe she'll take your call. And she does. By the way, I'm very grateful that we now know why they were friends for five minutes so that this could happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that completed that circle. Yeah. I just thought, no, he needed his bullet coffee, bulletproof coffee. She's the only one that could supply it. And this is where the undoing of Darren begin because, as we have harked on many times, this should have been a formal and legal arrangement. It shouldn't have been her egg and her uterus. Yeah, should have gone to Specsavers, should have gone to Canada. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like going back to that um, Aaron and Chloe argument. That was particularly galling where he's he's listing all of Chloe's mistakes and yet he's the dickhead who got them into this situation of going, oh, yeah, let's just do this. We won't do the Canada thing, which we've all legally worked out. Um, let's just do this casual thing where you go off to the bedroom and wank for a few minutes. And yeah. <laughs> and leaving aside the issue that you've just wasted money on probably non-refundable flights, you could have just gone and had a nice holiday to Canada and bonded as a couple and then made your decision later. You don't have to go over there and get the surrogate going that if you're, yeah. if you're unsure, but just go and have a little yeah. breather. See some sights. Learn some French. That said, can, can you imagine with COVID right now, if they were waiting for this baby to be born, like to, they wouldn't be able to get to Canada right now. Um, mm. Not as thrilling, but still intriguing. Or have two babies. <laughs> like, why not? Have a Canadian baby and a Nicolette baby if you're really so desperate to knock up your housemate. So it just, I understand that their arrangement was no good and... I think it's worthy that people have brought that up. Le- Levi brought it up. The Sarge brought it up. The Sarge. The Sarge had the winning yeah. moment where he's like, you don't have rights, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh See my ya. God. <laughs> that was cold. This isn't just a, a couple arguing. Nicolette, the woman who's missing, she's pregnant. The baby's mine and my husband's. So it's a formal surrogacy? She breached an arrangement. No, it's a a, a private arrangement. Then I'm afraid your rights are limited. If she doesn't get in touch, you'll have to go through the courts. Hopefully it won't come to that. Hopefully? I need you to do more than just hope for the best. I need you to lower your voice. It's sort of, it's an interesting question, right? Because sort of my natural reaction was, of course they have rights. Like, David's the father. Right, like, like that—that's what I was thinking. Like, mm. oh, well, Nicolette's got the baby, but he's that, and it's like, but she doesn't have a baby. She's got a theoretical baby on her right now. Yeah, and so this is the ultimate conversation of pro-life, pro-choice, because it's not a baby. It's, mm. it's well, it's Nicolette's body. Thinking of it, if it was in terms of like an actual separation, if this was a couple that had broken up. I imagine we need Bechdahl, legal, legal, to say what happens. Yeah, I was just thinking that then yes. because, like, what happens if Nicolette just comes out and says, no, nah, it's not your baby, someone else's. I, I, is she obligated for that baby to have a DNA test? You know whose baby it is? Oh. The scratchy kid, the guy she owes money to. Brent? Oh, no, no, no. Um, The family, that family, the Italian family, that that Marco's family. I thought scratchy kid. I thought you meant like a kid with skaties or something like that. Brent? (laughs) 
He probably picked up something at the backpackers. Because remember, he offered sexual favours to pay it off. So maybe she can be like, no, 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 I just did that. Yeah. And, and this is what's come from it. I imagine, Beck can weigh in at some point, but I imagine that if she's like, okay, I want full-time guardianship of this child, then I imagine that David would have to take her to court and they'd have to work out an arrangement. That's what I suspect would have to happen. Oh, Kate, I know you want to talk about the knockout. It's a knockout between the Tanaka twins at the end of Thursday. Oh, yeah. Punch on. This is actually, I think, one of the best scenes that we've seen in Neighbours in a good few years. And that was this this big argument between Leo and David in the Branaka kitchen. Um, and also we had Paul to rage and Aaron there. So it was like it was a lot of cast members in one little small space. And, yeah, basically it was um, David cutting off Leo and then eventually smacking him in the chops. All I have been doing is trying to help you. Why do you think I was getting close with Chloe in the first place? To get into her pants, obviously. Because people like Dad and Pierce knew Nicolette was bad news. What is he Look, talking about? Look, I know about? I overstepped the line with Chloe, but I only hired her to keep tabs on Nicolette. And then it just all spiralled from there. You need to face it. You picked the wrong person to have your baby and now she's run away with her. <laughs> It's devastating, isn't it? Because they, those brothers really only had each other for much of their lives. And, you know, because they had the terrible homophobic grandmother and and the, the mother that I don't think was too keen on standing up for them. And they had a great relationship. And remember when David came out to Dimples, whatever his name is? Yeah, and he's like, I already knew. Yeah. But how's Paul immediately, he's like a parent of two five-year-olds going, now, now, David, you've got to go and apologise to Leo and he wants to help find Nicolette. He's going to help you search. And David's like, he can get, he can have a big glass to shut the fuck up and get out of my house. And Paul's like, no, come on, you've got to make up with your brother. No, he doesn't. His brother was an asshole. But Paul is just wrapped. Because remember when um, he came to town and Paul was like, who's going to stay with us? And Trace was like, no, the last time I had him in me, he was <laughs> in me. <laughs> She's like, the guest bed's still made up. I think you'll... I think you'll know where to find yeah. what you need. <laughs> yeah. Look, if the, the Cleo relationship isn't going to work out, can we get Loxie relationship maybe? Because oh. oh, they had that really good friendship when they ran Backlane Bar. Let's talk about Cleo. Bring it all home. They've started, started a phone tree to try and ring around to see who's seen Nicolette. A few people go into the city. They're like, oh, there's some places she likes in the city. I'm like, what do you think? She's run out of town and she's going to the gallery or something. Let's just go down by the Yarra where, um, was it D? Who was it? Someone used to hang out down by the Yarra. We'll see there. We'll see if she's outside the National Gallery. The Exhibition Centre. What's the equivalent? Like if one of us went missing and they're like, oh, she really likes that burger shop down in Sydney Road. Like, let's go check there. I'm like, yeah, we're... Yeah, probably we'll be there. <laughs> we're just hiding out the back, <laughs> eating leftover fries. <laughs> what is Chloe doing meanwhile? Everyone's ragging on her. Chloe's doing sweet FA, mate. She's just hanging out with Leo because she doesn't, she doesn't know Nicolette very well. How would she know where she hangs out? <laughs> she at one point still refers to her as her fiancé. She's like, my fiancé is missing. I'm like, honey, let's not get all Ellie Brennan about this. <laughs> this is over. Has anyone rung Audrey? That's my question. Toadie rang her. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Toad. Oh, my God, poor Toadie. Imagine that because she'd be all like, oh. Jared, yeah, so how you been? He's like, I am running three businesses. And I've got a girlfriend. I don't have time to talk about this. Have you seen this woman or not? I'm convinced she's with Maya. Absolutely convinced. I think that's delicious. I don't think anyone's, no one's mentioned her, have they? 
And they've been very touchy-feely. Every time she goes to antenatal, outside antenatal club, they hug. Yeah. Um, Avery on our chat has said whenever shit gets serious, she loves that Chloe puts on jeans and hoodies but still her makeup. I always appreciate that too. Chloe's always put together, but whenever she's had a hard night, she has her hair parted down one side like it's not up and she's in jeans and a jumper. It's perfect. Yeah, one thing I noticed, you know, like how they the makeup artist really loves to, to brush out um, April's eyebrows. Yeah. They were extreme vertical hairs this week that I was like, oh, my God, that's like my eyebrows when I've just gone to sleep on a weird bit of pillow and I wake up and suddenly <laughs> they've all gone like crazy professor eyebrows going on. Um, finally, there's a detail I needed to mention on Friday. Don't care, don't care. Harlow and Mackenzie have some friendship developments in that Mackenzie finds out that, what's his name, Margot Robbie's brother was a ruse, like it was a fake relationship, whatever, whatever. And that, that, you know, Harlow really wasn't Jesse's girl. Ah. Uh, no, we can't use that this week. We can't. We've already, Kate's already decided our end song ahead of time. Yeah. So, but there's this moment, gals. This is the most interesting detail of the entire week. And I cannot believe we had two lines of dialogue dedicated to it. Two lines. They're in the Lassiter's office. Harlow's run off her feet. She's trying to find a business card or something. And Mackenzie's like, oh my God, I can't believe he was your pretend boyfriend. That means you're still going out with Brent. How's that going? Hello. He says, yeah, 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 we're still, we're still together. Mackenzie goes, how's the sexting? Ooh. And Harlow goes, no comment. I think this experience has been really grounding for him. Mm-hmm. And how's the sexting? No comment. I'm sorry. That warrants a comment. On a five-night-a-week soap opera where we have half an hour and there's no fun, sassy teens at the moment, everyone's gloomy or boring, I think we need an episode or a week or two on the ins and outs of Harlow discovering sexting. That's a plot point. I think she needs to go, how am I going to connect to my no good distance boyfriend? And she has to go get tips. Maybe Susan has to give her some tips. I don't know. But she's got to learn sexting from somewhere. So I'm just kind of hoping that Brent's living a bit of a full metal jacket lifestyle at the moment. And he's, he's just copying so much verbal abuse that he's he's traumatized and I don't know I'm just hoping that there's they're all in like one giant dorm together and then he's gonna get suddenly get attacked by all these people in his unit with so clearly Kate hasn't run with my fascination with this little deviation no no I'm just I'm well that's my fantasy that he's actually just he's about to go he's going to pull a Vincent D'Onofrio at the end of his training and anyway that's 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 what I'm hoping because I really don't want to see Brent again CJ did you have a read on this I think that Harlow continually makes bad decisions so I can't say why she wouldn't be sending multiple sexts to this loose cannon of a person <laughs> I'm just I feel ripped off I feel like we have we rarely get a saucy teenage storyline we don't have many teenagers left mm. on the street they're all about to turn 20 and they're all at uni we're not getting any you know, intimacy moments with McKendricks, we finally get this moment where this teenage girl is sending sext. That's how she's keeping her long-distance relationship alive. I think that's worth exploring, neighbours. And I think I'd rather have that than Jane's 14-hour time lapse. Remember when Roxy was making some photos for Kyle and Ben Hall? <laughs> how- <laughs> oh, I had to yeah. take them. <laughs> her cousin. Her cousin. <laughs> Resident pornographer Ben Hall. When it's like, Roxy, phones come with timers, hun. I was going to say, we were taught how to use the, the timer by Neighbours' own Callum Jones. We were. Yes, a young person. 
and Avery again on our chat says, Harlow's sects would be Shakespearean sonnets. This is what I mean. There's something in this. You know, she's like, oh, Brent's not texting me back. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with my dirty talk? And she's got to like. And then he'd be like, oh, sh- show us your tits. <laughs> Get them out. <laughs> maybe Jane. Maybe like the local English teacher wants to weigh in. She's like, let me have a look at this, Harlow. Oh, <laughs> you've used too many long syllable words. Give Brent a chance. Yeah, Brent would be just turning it off. Like, wouldn't he? He'd be like, she'd send these like long dribbly messages with like a photo of like maybe part of her body. <laughs> and he'd be like, mm. And what's Brent sending? You know, we know what Brent's sending. Ugh. Picture of the D. Yeah. Not even prepared either. No, just down the camera down the pants. Away we go. I just really wanted to take a moment there. So thank you. Now, finishing it off here, there was, I think that's everything. We don't know where Nicolette is. TBC. Now, instead of citizen or citizen the normal way maybe this we're talking this through now it's the olympics what if we did gold silver and bronze of citizen and citizen but we have to mutually all agree because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's going to be clear who we Mm, i think we've got a gold citizen well let's start with citizens because it's not as interesting i'm gonna go bronze citizen Mackenzie, for being so cool with her friend's weird relationship dramas and just roll roll oh, that's the, that's a touch sad at saddest beach as well <laughs> like i don't have any friends i'll let you treat me badly <laughs> silver citizen cj do you have one because i've got a gold um hopefully it's not your gold but i think jane Silver. just i mean she's just holding on and being calm and 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 lovely to all these people that are just sitting around and they're really edging on saying terrible things about her daughter she's just trying to find her daughter and now she doesn't have an editor for a movie. <laughs> she doesn't have anyone for a movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give Gold Citizen to Therese for, again, being the only one to stand up for the mother-to-be. And Nicolette's like, no one cares about the mother. Therese did this week. She, she's like, we need to see this from her perspective. Actually, I'm knocking Mackenzie. Sorry, this is a the doping scandal. Mackenzie, I'm knocking you off the perch. Aaron's coming in with a bronze citizen because even though he was very citizen-esque, he made the grand realisation that they, their whole family screwed over Nicolette and she's gone because of all of them. And he acknowledged mm. that and I think that's valid. All right, let's get to the good yeah. stuff. <laughs> We've all got citizens. How are we ordering them? Look, I think Paul's Paul's got to get the gold, don't you yeah. reckon? Yeah. He's run away with it because he abused a recently dumped vulnerable, heavily pregnant woman who had done nothing to him that week. As Olivia mentions here on our chat, never abuse a woman who's carrying the child and currently has all the power. Mm, All the power. It's a rookie error from him. Uh Wait till she's given birth and then drop that bomb on her. (laughs) Yeah. She'll be sleep deprived and... Yeah, bail her up when she's got the baby blues. That'll really kick her. All right. I've got two other candidates here. One being Leo and one being Aaron. Well, 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 what about Davo? No, no, no. I think he's. I think he's. His reaction seems quite realistic. Also, let's not forget one of our reasons for erring on a side of caution of not being devastated for the boys is that they should have had a better plan. Yeah, agreement. David was pushed into this. 
True. He's had misgivings the whole way along. Yes. He he even didn't want to lie to Nicolette, and Aaron's like, nah, 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 we'll just lie to her again. Nah, we'll just we'll just lie. That's why Aaron's on my shit list too, because he's you know he was just so hypocritical when he was having a big go at Chloe mm. as well. Well, he's got the bronze for citizen, so let's just even it out and give him the bronze for citizen as well. Yeah, you can't win every race, Aaron. And then silver shitizen is Dimples. Silver? Yeah. Dimples is shitizen for possibly being a date rapist. We yeah. don't know. We still don't know. Well, he says, okay, so it comes out. He says they didn't have sex. He, She just like, part, he told her he, lo- he liked her. She passed out. Wouldn't Chloe be able to tell that all her clothes were covered in mud or damp or something? Like you would be able to tell that. Your clothes were by a heater. She couldn't find her clothes. There's there's some holes in this story. Wait, did she drive home in the jacket? Oh, how grim. No, she, actually, she, you're right. She found her clothes. She Wasn't she wearing, like, white pants that looked quite clean? Because she took them off because she'd fallen over in a puddle. Mm. This is weak. Mm. Have the morning after pill or a rape kit. One of the two, Chloe. Olivia Benson, get on it. The cliffhanger of the whole week, by the way, was Leo and Chloe leaning in for the pash at the murder rotunda. How's that? Poor form. Guys, read the room. Nothing says romance like the murder rotunda. That was a jam-packed one. There was a feast for the senses. I wonder what's going to happen now with the four episodes a week. I mean, how long have they been planning this? Have they been planning putting in story arcs over those four days rather than the five days? And intriguing. My gut says they would have been. I reckon they would have been thinking about this for a while and then they must have just decided, well, maybe we just don't have weak cliffhangers anymore or we do them on a Thursday. Or They must be writing to that somehow. God, and I'd love to know because I thought they were contractually obliged to produce X amount of episodes per year to give to, um, to, give to Channel 5. But what, what happens to that when Channel 5 just stops using them? Mm. Let's reach out. We'll reach out to some of our insiders and see if they can help us out. Like even if they're contractually, like n- no one's fulfilling their obligations anymore. Everyone's like, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neighbours is like, well, we're WFH for the rest of the year, guys. See you later. We'll be in our oodies. Patrons who watched this stream loved this chat, intimate gathering. Patreon.com slash pod if you'd like to jump on. We'll probably do some more. Oh, hopefully not because lockdown pending. Whatever. But even if we don't um, remote record, we can still stream. Like we can stream when we're all in the same room. You can watch us. That sounded weird and creepy. But we can do this uh, for the right price. Tell you what, it has been a long time since all three of us were in the same room, hasn't it? I miss you guys. I wanted to have a, an all three. I wanted to have us all on together again and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Delta. Born to try. Was that the song? Poor Delta. CJ, where are you hanging out? Your um your other pod's back. My other pod. So married my Married on Maths podcast has changed to just Married On. So uh, yeah, Married On podcast now and we're recapping, not recapping, we're just chatting really about... The Bachelor, 2021, Australia. He's the first culturally diverse Bachelor. That's what they're saying. And um, I am CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. Kate? You can find me glued to Twitter every day, following every pandemic detail on there and lockdown. So, And screenshotting hot images of the Chief Health Officer. I'm Vea Pashos. I'm on Twitter, Vea Pashos. Vea is on Instagram, Neighbours Council on Facebook. Chat to you guys next week in we don't know where or what or how. But we'll be around. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.